8.47. So you probably remember the government's big release of the 2018 Defence White Paper last Tuesday. But we're still reeling from some of the changes in terminology. I don't know whether we should be reeling so much, but it's getting a lot of attention. This uh, reclassification of North Korea status, for example, not so much as the direct enemy at this point. Um, but it's not quite as simple as that either. Cho ji then, good morning. Good morning, Alex. So I'm sure that um, you've heard a lot about it. You've spoken a lot about um, the current release of the 2018 Defense White Paper. And uh, a lot of people were quite surprised at the fact that um, the government had deleted the, the term enemy. Um, but since 1967, the Korean government has published 23 Defense White Papers, including the one last week um, to enhance transparency in its policy and gain the international support for its peace efforts on the peninsula as well as beyond. Um, For the South Korean military, North Korea has long been this enemy uh, whose nuclear weapons and missiles pose major threats to the security. So this is the first defense paper released um, during the administration of President Moon Jae-in. And the document really did delete a phrase about the North Korean regime and the military being the enemy of South Korea. The white paper actually placed new emphasis on the South and North Korea pursuing military confidence building, meaningful arms control, and incremental arms reduction. And referring to the threat of North Korea's nuclear weapons and missiles, the 2016 defense white paper... Um, which was published during the presidency of uh, Park Geun-hye, of course, said that, quote, as long as they remain threats, the parties responsible for those threats, namely the North Korean regime and armed forces, are our enemy. But, of course, that language was dropped from the latest one. And the decision not to describe North Korea as an enemy in this uh, current version appears to reflect the improvement of inter-Korean relations and the relaxation of military tensions since last year. They didn't completely uh, discard all of uh, the terminology or the kind of imminent threats, but it is somewhat you know, eased. Yeah, it's certainly less sharp in terms of the direct description of North Korea. The, th- the thing is... Um, we shouldn't necessarily be surprised by it, as I've said mm-hmm. now repeatedly. But when we think back to those images of Chairman Kim yes. crossing into South Korea, yes, albeit mm-hmm. just like a step. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, and of course, President Moon had done the same. Mm. And then the, the words they were using about, um, you know, vowing not to fight again on this peninsula. Yes. It, it's very much a natural progression from that rhetoric. Yeah. And, that, and that it was unprecedented, the three summits last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and closing frontline guard posts on the border. Let's not forget the yes. practical military steps, too. That's right. So um, let's take a, a closer look at what the white paper says. Um, It says the tensions on the Korean peninsula surged after North Korea conducted its sixth nuclear test in 2017. But a new security environment is shaping with the government's effort for denuclearization on the Korean peninsula and settlement for peace. Of course, government here, meaning the South Korean government. Um, And it also stipulated that North Korea's weapons of mass destruction are a threat to the peace and stability of the Korean peninsula. They didn't omit that part. And there was also a section about North Korea's nuclear capabilities. 
Um, A section that was added to the white paper states that, quote, the foundation for establishing peace will be laid through the promotion of inter-Korean military confidence, uh, confidence building and arms control. And, of course, steps will be taken to ease military tensions and to build confidence between South and North Korea in order to create the conditions for resolving the North Korean nuclear issue and for establishing permanent peace on the Korean Peninsula. And it continues on saying that we will implement measures to guarantee military stability in connection with progress on inter-Korean exchange and cooperation projects and explore practical methods for arms control in line with progress towards building a peace regime and achieving denuclearization. A lot of the agenda items on the Moon administration, I'd say. Yeah, I I find it hard personally to buy the conservative argument. It's not every conservative, of Mm -hmm. course, but some of the conservative criticism that suggested morale in the military would be affected by this. That's right. Given some of the areas that you described that still make clear there is work to be done with North Korea. Mm -hmm. But when we think as little ago as 2016, the version stated that North Korea's nuclear weapons, cyber attacks and terrorism pose major threats to South Korea's security. Because these defense white papers are published every other year, That's right. this is a shift from that. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess either we celebrate that as the progress that happened last year, or we don't take what happened last year as, as being all that meaningful. It <laughs> exactly. depends. Um, so I think that it is quite right to be reflected into the white paper, uh, noting that it is coming from the defense ministry. Um, it's, I guess it could come quite a shock to those who had been following the white paper because uh, it's the first time since 2010 that the ministry dropped this term enemy when referring to North Korea. Initially, the term had been deleted back in 2004, but then it was revoked. Revived in 2010 when North Korea attacked um, south the westernmost border, border island of Yampyeong. And the decision is quite in contrast to the previous version in which the ministry called it as a primary security threat against North Korea. And the 16 paper also stated the North Korean regime and its military forces will m- remain as a major security threat. But this kind of shifted definition, as you mentioned, uh, has a lot of people being a bit nervous and it has quite, uh, is raising quite a co- controversy because there are concerns that this decision may have negative influence for the military to maintain its uh, security readiness. So the unpredictable nature of the regime also comes as a major source of contention on the shifted definition of the North. Again, though, you think about those guard posts, that's going to have more of a practical impact yes. on military readiness than what's written in a defense white paper. Mm, mm-hmm. I don't know whether I'm downplaying it too much, but I just don't see the big issue there. Um, but um, this lingering risk from the North that the white paper does acknowledge It suggests the South views North Korea's weapons of mass destruction as a potential threat to peace and stability. Can we just briefly pause a little further on that? Yes, uh, just to uh, give the conservatives a little bit of their view and um, saying that the white paper doesn't completely eliminate all of uh, the lingering risks. Mm. It does say that the military will also continue developing responsive capabilities against potential non-military threats such as terrorism and cyber attacks. 
stocks. And uh, regarding the North's nuclear stockpiles, it also offered the same evaluation as the previous version. It estimated that Pyongyang possesses 50 kilograms of weapons-grade plutonium and a quote-unquote considerable amount of highly enriched uranium. It also noted that the North's nuclear capabilities have advanced through six nuclear tests since 2006 and that the North's uh, technology to miniaturize a nuclear warhead has reached a considerable level. It goes on to looking at uh, the Hwasong-15 intercontinental, the ballistic missiles of various ranges, um, and the fact that the North's troops far outnumber the South's, and the South plans to reduce our troop numbers by 2022 um, because we have a reform plan to build a smarter military base with cutting-edge technologies. Which also makes sense. Um, thank you very much, t o j i o n We've got to leave it there. It's always interesting to reflect a little deeper on some of these topics that uh, we, we pass by in some of our other segments. So good to have you here. Thank you for having me.